Here's what's coming up on this week's show. How much do you trust us to give you a great service and great quality of service? So I wouldn't go and say, do you trust us? <laughs> do you trust us? might be a bit random, out of blue. The Beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Before we go any further, important to establish what we're doing here. So we're the podcast that helps small businesses grow by asking a whole bunch of experts on the show who know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow. And if whether you've heard us before or you haven't, do two things for us be great one hit the follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review too because that helps to big us up in podcast land now we come to you today with a unique set of circumstances claire don't we i'm really trying not to laugh because it will set me off <laughs> so last week i wasn't well i had one of these you know millions of flu viruses that was going around super cold i think they call it don't they? Is, oh is that what is, is there a name for it mm-hmm. okay well, i have one of those things uh, and mean meant that i missed the recording session for our guest today which you're going to hear in a while so i had to say to claire i'm going to cough in a minute hang on a second <coughs> so i said to claire oh you're gonna have to do it on your own so claire did it on her own but now we've both got the cold, and now you sound probably as rubbish as I do. Oh, it's just going on for such a long time. I mean, it, it, I, I think, you know, my husband found it was wonderful for a couple of days when I stopped talking. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's challenging to say the least, but um, we will get there. I'm stifling a cough. I'm waiting to the end. Oh, I know. There's a, there's one of those bubbling away inside me as well. So let's talk... You do sound like you've got a peg on your nose. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I haven't, but, yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like that too. So... Um, talk to us about the guests that we've got on, who you spoke to last week and what you were speaking to them about. OK, so last week uh, I was joined for this... Oh, no, here we go. <coughs> <laughs> so last week I was joined again by the lovely Marianne Page. Now, Marianne Page, we had on the show previously um, talking to us about um, her area of specialism, which is how you can keep your staff happy. So Marianne joined us again and we talked about a very, very powerful topic for business owners, which is about how you can maintain trust with your customers. This is the Big Little Business Show. Why is it so important? And if we really do want customers to keep coming back to us, why is trust so important in order for this to happen? I think at its core, business is all about relationships. You know, it's it's whether it's relationships with your team, relationships with your with your customers, even the relationships with your other half and your business, mm. um, and you know, get, getting that getting that time right, where you have trust in a relationship, then it, it, it makes everything work. And it it reminded me of a, and it stuck with me for for all these years, way 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 back when I was working with McDonald's. I had a um, I had a boss who told me that it, it's not about relationships, Marianne. It's about results, and I disagreed with her then, and I've thought about it an awful lot since because I just I just think she was so wrong because you get results from building relationships and building trust. Yeah, absolutely. And we've touched on this several times, actually, with previous episodes as well about the relationship building and actually getting to know the people that you're potentially um, going to be working with. Find out about them, understand, you know, what the challenges are and, you know, make sure that you're relatable. 
they're then going to be, therefore, I feel more likely to open up. And actually, you can really then um, cement those foundations for long lasting uh, and successful professional relationships. Oh, definitely. And, and, and I think, you know, from a from a team point of view, it really does. It really starts with hiring and who mm-hmm. you hire and the the amount of time that you invest in getting that right. Um, you know, I've, I've been talking a lot recently about building a team around you who you trust and who trust each other and how important that is to making everything else in your business easier. Um, and and with, the, with, the, with hiring, you know, it does start with, okay, you, you've, you've got to look through CVs and, you know, we all know that people exaggerate in their CVs because that's where, that's where trust starts. Am I dealing with a bullshitter here? Who, mm. who has built themselves up to be something that they're not, or am I dealing with somebody who's been honest even, even in their CV? And then in the interview, being able to pick up on and, and ask questions that uncover mm. um, the depth of somebody's experience and whether they understand themselves, whether they are capable of building relationships of trust. When they actually join your business, having the first day that, that sets up the relationship well, because it is a relationship. If you think about like first dates, you know, you, yeah, you true. first date and the, the pr- amount of you know, preparation you, you put into <laughs> yeah. getting everything right. It's been time. a while actually, to be fair. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't quite remember back that far, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest, me, me neither. But, <laughs> but with, a, with a, a hiring situation, that mm. that first day they they turn up it's so often it's memorable for all the wrong reasons it's a wonderful opportunity to figure out whether you can trust each other yeah absolutely and i think if you don't get it right from the offset i think you know really you're going to go down a slippery slope and i guess yeah. at then at that point it's very hard to pull it back and you have to then work extra hard to gain the trust and the yeah. respect and the rapport back um so everybody's happy um yeah. that actually leads me really really nicely onto what i'd like to do is explore a little bit further about how we can behave as business owners you know how we can actually take control of our own actions and what we can put in place to make sure that say we do get the trust but most importantly how we can continue to maintain that trust and and even grow from that point as well I mean it it absolutely starts from doing what you say that you will do so having a um, almost like giving a promise to every individual team member that, that joins you to say, this is what you're going to get from us. You're going to, this is your role. Um, this is the training that you're going to get in the first three months, six months, 12 months. I'm a big fan of performance management and having quarterly, um, quarterly sit downs with every team member because everybody wants their moment in the sun. They want to, to, mm-hmm. they want to have your undivided attention your ability to give honest feedback is is absolutely essential you know, people want honesty they might yeah. they might not like it as they're getting it but they want to know if they're not doing well they want to be told how to grow and develop and improve it's a real british thing i don't know how many non-british um listeners will be will be sort of nodding their heads at this point but it's a real british thing not yeah. to straight feedback 
Yes, that's so true. I've talked about this actually previously and we've touched yeah. on that. Any feedback is good feedback. And how do people know if you don't tell them? And of course, then if you, you have that situation where you're not being authentic and not being honest with each other, then our minds can play tricks on us and we can conjure up these outcomes of you know that are irrational um yes. and can really lead to very sour sour relationships moving forward oh, um, and of course it works both ways um you know thinking from maybe you know the guys who are listening who are running a business and have a lack of trust with maybe a client who they are working um for maybe worried about whether they're going to be paying the next bill or really not getting you know under the skin as to how they're feeling about their services I mean what would you suggest to somebody who's maybe listening who's feeling like that yeah that is a that's a a really really interesting one when it comes to um clients and customers and there are loads and loads and loads of businesses who are working with clients who don't deserve them (laughs) who don't Mm. value the service that they're getting who always ask for a discount who don't pay on time it's so much better for the whole feel of the business to actually sack those clients, not accept that sort of treatment of you and your team. If a, one of your team is working with a client who is mis, you know, mistreating them, well, uh, well, actually, and sometimes, yes, mistreating them, not respecting them, and you say, well, you're just going to have to put up with it because they pay good money, it's imme- you're immediately, again, eroding... Your, the trust of your team member in you because you're putting money yeah. ahead of, of of that relationship, and I do I do feel that there are there are some clients who will always who will always try it on, but then when you push back, actually, yeah, no, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I think actually you get more respect doing that, um, you know, just by saying actually, you know, this isn't. I really would like to address this in order for us to move forward. Yeah. Um, I think actually a lot of people do respect your honesty if you say it in the right way, of course. Absolutely. And, and also, I, I, I am a big believer in sort of like the universe paying you back for oh, doing too. the right thing. I, I do believe that when, when you sack a client who is really hard work um, for whatever reason, they're just really, really hard work. They're, they're the sort of person that drains your energy and then, Energy vampires, that's what I call them. Actually, energy vampires and also people who who have often pushed you into a discount that you really didn't feel happy with, but you wanted the business mm-hmm. and you've taken it. And then they and then they want way more than your good clients in terms of input and yes. as soon as you let them go, that space is filled by a great client or a couple of great clients. Yeah. You didn't have time for because you were spending all this time on those people that were just sucking you dry it's very easy to sit here and say this and i recognize that it it, you know you really have to be brave and and believe that you're going to create space for a better client to let somebody like that go particularly when you're starting out you know oh absolutely when, when you're when you're making good money and you've got you know clients coming at you from all directions that's that's a very very different kettle of fish and you can be really picky and choosy and but it's worth it it's worth being very very clear about who you will work with and who you absolutely won't work with having now done it a few times it is so satisfying to just say I really just don't think we're right for each other I think we should just end our relationship now in reality you know sometimes it might not be the right personality match you know we all have different backgrounds and 
um, you know, different thought processes. And ultimately, you know, I think this is what makes the world a more interesting place. Uh, sometimes if you just don't have synergy with that person, it's actually okay. You know, it's, it's nothing that you've done bad. Um, it's not such a bad thing. You know? I'm really glad you said that, actually, because it's, it's reminded me of, of something that I really wanted to see in terms of trust. Just as, just as I'm talking about letting, letting clients go because they're not, the relationship isn't right. Again, you know, comparing it with a, um, with a personal relationship, how yeah. often do people stay in a bad relationship because, oh, they're scared of, you know, scared of letting it go. So exactly the same happens with customers, but even worse, it happens with team members. We feel like people should be really loyal to us and also, we feel like we are somehow letting people down if we let them go. And, and my view on this has just changed massively over the years because I now recognize that when somebody isn't a good fit for your business and you let them go, it means that they're going to go and flourish somewhere else. Yeah. If you're not right for each other, you're never going to be right for each other. And that person that you are holding holding on to and, and not sort of saying, I really think you'd be better off going and doing what you're passionate about. Now, I worked with an accountant a few years ago now, and he had this lovely, lovely guy working as a, as a, as a trainee. But he'd been a trainee for three years, and he, he was never going to make it. You know, he, wow, three he, years. That's a long time as a trainee. It was a really long time. He worked hard. He was great with with people. He was really, he was yeah, he was lovely. I really, I really liked him. And I had this conversation with him several times about considering what he was really good at, what his core skills, personality, what it was that he, where he could really shine. And I suggested a few things. I mean, hospitality was the one that just sprung to mind. You know, I, I was saying to the saying to the team that that you know kept him on. Saying, Why are you doing this to him? Because you're you're one, you're giving him false hope, but two, think of if the right person was in the position that he's taking up, they could, you know, they could have raced through their training in six months, yeah, you know, 12 months maximum, and be adding way more value to your business. Eventually, they did let him go. Well, he, yeah, he's a lovely person. Yeah, but he's not right for your business. Yeah, and, and as you say, you know, to be kind to him. Yeah. I think that's a really, a really powerful way to look at this. Yeah. Um, you know, you to be, you're being kind to them and actually doing them a favour by actually addressing it quickly rather than procrastinating and it lasting for much longer than is you know, necessary for it to, to be happening. Um, yeah. I just wanted to point out, actually, if there's a slight background noise, you've got two dogs next to you, haven't you? Uh, yes. And I think I can hear one snoring. No! <laughs> Yeah, she is slightly sorry. I was hoping you couldn't hear her. <laughs> Only very slightly, but I just wanted to, it's funny. I just wanted to point it out. If anyone do, could hear slight, it sounds almost like a tummy, a tummy rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> then that's, that's what it is. But that's a, actually super cute. <laughs> it's funny. Um, okay, so if we have a situation where um, trust was there, um, then it's lost for, for whatever reason. Um, yeah. How can you get that back? Uh, what sort of, could you think of some ways where, maybe where you could, you know, look at your own behaviour? How could you gain that trust back? Um, and, yeah. you know, what are the repercussions of that, yes. do you think? In both customer and team member situations where trust is lost, for me, the only way to, to get trust back is to be really honest with somebody and say, do you know what, I'm really sorry. 
I completely messed up. Even it's, say it was a customer and you'd, um, I don't know, taken them for granted. Just mm. say, I'm really sorry. It's, you know, it, I, I, I just started to become comfortable in our relationship. Um, I took you, took you for granted. Can we have a reset? And with a team member, similarly, I, I, I always think the best way to recover a situation with a team member is just to, to sit down, have a conversation oh, yeah. and just be really open. Because quite often it is, in fact, quite often, 90%, I would say, of the, of the issues with, with team members are around communication or mm. around um, you not doing what you said you would do. I see this a lot where managers try to ignore a situation rather than dealing with it. You know, they just sort of yeah. it'll go away. Maybe it's ego uncomfortable, isn't it? It's, it's because it's an un- uncomfortable situation. It's it's maybe subconsciously they're thinking, I'll, I'll wait, do it another day. They see it as confrontation. They see it as if I oh, if I sit down, it's just going to be horrible. It's, they're going to be really mad and they're going to shout at me and it's going to be confrontation. And I hate confrontation. I can't deal with confrontation. Sadly, way, way, way too many people do is is hide behind email or yeah. text or still and and they'll send an email and it it doesn't matter how many hours you spend over a three-line email <laughs> I, I don't care how bad a situation is when you sit down with somebody and have that conversation it is so much better than mm. trying to deal with it over email um, and I guess as well, it, see, it doesn't lead into uh, misinterpretation. Um, you're you, you're going to put yourself potentially in, I would have thought, quite a vulnerable position if you are going to be putting something, maybe confrontational with an email. Absolutely. There's only, you know, one way it can be received. And also yes. by speaking to people face to face, we pick up so many more signals and signs and um, you know, what the eyes are saying and the body exactly. language. So you yeah. can reinforce your message that yeah. way. And I but, it's, but it's so interesting. You, you've probably come across this as well, Claire, where somebody will be sitting right next to another person and they are emailing, emailing them instead <laughs> of having a conversation. Yeah, that's funny. Have you heard the, the expression trust, trust bank? Trust bank? I haven't. I can't remember who first, first coined the term. It might have been somebody like Stephen Covey in Seven Habits or, or something. Um, but it's it's the idea that both with your customers and your team, you build a trust bank by what you say and what you do, by doing what you say you'll do, by yeah. being consistent. You build a trust bank. And then when you make a mistake, when something happens, your trust bank is so full that uh-huh. your customers go, that's okay, it's a one-off. Oh no worries, you know, crikey, you you know, you're normally so consistent. We we'll accept that. They let you away with it because you 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 built up. You've nurtured that relationship, yeah. Absolutely. If you don't have much trust in the bank and you and you make a mistake, that's when your customers will go to somebody else. Like, oh really? No, not again. Or your team will go, do you know what? You've said that four times. And I'm still waiting for that meeting or, you know, I'm still waiting for you to train me on that. You know, how many times are you going to say that? Oh, yeah, sorry. No, well, let's do it next month. If you've got, got a lot of trust in your trust bank, you, ha- you, you just have better relationships um, because you've worked hard to build that trust bank. So, so when, you know. And yeah, you've got a little buffer there, haven't you? Of, Absolutely. Of forgiveness, yeah. 
Exactly. A buffer of forgiveness. That's exactly what it is. I love that expression. <laughs> buffer of forgiveness. I like trust bank too. So I think, yeah. you know, <laughs> we share do, and share alike. Absolutely. But we, you know, we do all make mistakes. We do. Yeah. We're only human. We, we, we're not, none of us are perfect. We do have bad days. But maybe some people are listening thinking, well, how do I know if my my clients or my customers trust me. Um, it may have got people thinking, well, I think they do, as far as I'm aware that they do. Um, what would you say in terms of how, how, how would you know? How would you know if your, your clients or customers trust you? I'd ask. <laughs> Just ask the question, yeah. yeah. I, with, with customers, with customers, I think, I think it's easier because it's, you know, you can, you can do things like, you know, net promoter scores where you ask somebody to rate you from one to 10 in terms of, um, how much they, you know? You could actually frame the question: How much do you trust us to give you a great service, a great quality of service? So you can actually just go and ask your customers. I wouldn't go and say, "Do you trust us?" <laughs> do you think <laughs> it might be a bit random, out yeah. of the blue? Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you trust me? Um, but but the, you know, there are ways of you know. Do you trust us to do X, Y, and Z? Do you um, you know? Do you trust us enough to refer us to to other to other businesses, to colleagues, whatever? Thank you so much. Um, as always, it's some amazing advice in there. And um, really, you know, it's, it's wonderful to hear from your own experiences as well. And uh, the, the significance of how we use um, certain words and the power behind those in order to, you know, that big, big word communicate, communicate effectively. Yeah. So um, as we always do, as we come to the end of the interview, we ask some questions, um, which I'm sure you've been looking forward to, Marianne. Uh, Of course, I love your crazy questions. Crazy questions, they are. uh, Completely unrelated to business, um, inspired by Inside the Actors Studio. If you could go on a dinner date with anybody at all, whether, uh, sorry, dead or alive, um, but actually alive at the time of your dinner date, uh, who would you like to go to dinner with? That would be Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, yeah, um, that's a cracker. Who, in terms of man management, I'm yet to find a, a, a better example of, of somebody who knew when somebody needed a kick up the backside and who needed a, a, an arm around the shoulder or a, a you know, word in the ear or a joke. I, I just think in terms of getting the best out of a limited team, um, he not that they were always limited, but... Um, on, on occasion the best out of a limited team I just thought he was brilliant and the last one if you could go back in time what would you say to your 10 year old self I would say be yourself and believe in yourself I, I do think too many people are trying to be somebody else you know they're, they're, they're looking at famous people or whatever or, or yeah. people who are just ahead of them in, in their game so to speak and trying to be somebody they're not and just think, yeah. you know, being yourself is so, so crucial. It's massively crucial in business. I really believe that. Oh, absolutely. Because people just know, I think, don't they? They, yeah, they sense it if you're not being you. and uh, yeah. or, or if you are pretending to be like somebody else, you can't possibly sustain that. It's, it's funny. I was talking to a um, uh, 24-year-old guy whose his mother asked me to speak to him because he, she, she felt he was lost. And I thought, why do, you, why do you feel he's lost? Well, he, you know, he doesn't know what he wants to be. And so I, I sat down and oh. talked to this guy. He was really switched on, um, uh, Oxford graduate, actually. He was, he was just a really good guy, quite a gentle, quiet soul, but really good guy. And I just said to him, do you know what? You could try out six different careers 
for, you know, a year each. And you'd still be under 30 by your time you yeah. what you wanted to yeah. do. Just go and have dabble in things that you think you might be interested in and find the one that rocks your boat. Lovely. Thank you so much. So how can people uh, reach out to you and find out more about what it is that you do? They can look at my website, um, www.mariampage.com. Uh, they can email me directly. I'd love that. Me at mariampage.com. Yeah. Um, they can buy a copy of my book, Simple Logical Repeatable, or if they're into being a better manager, Mission to Manage. Yeah. Uh, all sorts of all sorts of varied ways, Claire. But no, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to hear from anybody that um, you know that really either wants to build a business that works without them, um, without them needing to be there all the time, um, yeah. or be a better leader and a manager. I'm I'm absolutely up for that. I I, I I like nothing better than talking about that stuff, as you probably gathered in the last half an hour, yeah. forty minutes. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. One of the things there that uh, Marianne pointed out was what the repercussions can be when you don't have trust between yourself um, and a client and a customer. Um, And most importantly, how do we even know if we have got trust? It's very easy to presume that everything's plain sailing and everything's well, but actually, how do we identify maybe when it's not and address it quickly before it escalates into a very unpleasant situation. Yeah, and it's. I think sometimes it can be really easy for businesses to get wrapped up in generating new customer after new customer, when actually what would be more beneficial to you and less work, I would imagine, would be to try and keep the customers you've already got. Even if you own a shop or something, or a, a retail business, then... Mm you really want your customers to keep coming back to you or at least at the very least recommending you to their friends and in order for those to, for them to do either of those things they've, they've got to trust what you're doing and love what you're doing um so yeah building that element of trust within e- any business is really important but within a service industry even more important mm. because it's a relationship isn't it well the two things there is loyalty isn't it isn't it you know if you if you have uh, a loyal customer they're going to be more likely to speak to other people about you and send people your way. But if you're not looking after those people, then you're missing a huge amount of potential and growth within your business because they won't talk about you, or even worse, when they do, it won't be good things. Powerful stuff. And Marianne's a lovely lady. And um, yes, we had her on. She is. We had her on last year. In fact, I don't think I, I think I interviewed her on my own last year. Last, last you nice did. We had her on. So I, I believe it was September 2020. My goodness. So next time, perhaps we'll have her on and we'll be there all together. <laughs> That'd be a, a bizarre situation. <laughs> Third for time her. lucky. Third time lucky. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so if you want to find out more about Marianne and she's written three or four books uh, all about various different mm. things uh, and yeah, they're all excellent reads go and have a look at mariannepage.co.uk now on the subject of books Claire I think it's about time we dragged Adam Daniel out of the cupboard for his month not that he lives in a cupboard of course um, why do you put him in a cupboard I don't, I don't know why I should put him in a bookcase really shouldn't I because that's what he talks about Adam comes on once a month and talks about a whole bunch of business and self-development books that he's been reading throughout the month and the ones that he recommends you should check out so perhaps uh, some things you can put on your Christmas list this year Ooh, uh, if, you, good idea. if you're listening to this right now pre-Christmas some things that you should be reading to help your business grow the first book for this month is thanks for the feedback this is by Douglas Stone and Sheila Hing we are given feedback on a daily basis 
from friends, from family, from work colleagues, from strangers sometimes. However, most of the books out there are about how to give feedback. What I loved about this book is about how to receive the feedback gracefully, even if you don't agree with it. How can you take that feedback on and actually make a change to what you're doing? We all love this idea of growth. However, we don't always like what we have to do to change. So this book is gonna give you all the tips, tools and techniques to help you understand how to take that feedback on and most importantly, how you can actually put it into practice if you think it's the right thing to do. And book two for this month is James Nestor and Breathe. Now you might be sitting there thinking, why do I need to read a book on breathing to improve my business? What is the most important thing we have to do every day? Well, it's breathing. How often do you think about how you breathe? We've lost the art to breathing well. And how does that impact us? Well, what that means is that if we're not breathing correctly, we might be not getting enough oxygen into our brains. We might be getting highly stressed. We breathe up to 25,000 times a day and it impacts everything we do, including every business decision that you're making. So understanding how to breathe correctly, how to breathe efficiently, will only allow you to be more efficient in what you do day to day. It will allow you to remain calm. It will allow you and give you space to think may even give you more energy along the way as well. The final book for this month is Daniel Kahneman, Thinking Fast and Slow. And by the way, he is a Nobel Prize winner. So when he talks, you listen. And this book shows you how two systems in the brain are constantly fighting over control of your behavior and actions. Those two systems are intuition, and slow thinking. It shows us how this leads to errors in memory, in judgment and decision making. Yet most importantly, it shows you where you can and can't trust your gut and how to act more mindfully and make better decisions. So if you do struggle with making daily decisions or those highbrow decisions, then this book is most definitely for you. I'm gonna leave you with my favorite quote from this book. Nothing in life is as important as you think it is while you are thinking about it. There we go, those are my three books for this month. So until next month, keep reading. So you can find out more information about the books that Adam has mentioned on our website which is a big little business show.co.uk yeah and if you want to carry on the conversation about our topic today or any other topic from all the other episodes we've done in the last well we're coming up to our second year anniversary soon aren't we can't be far away now oh my gosh exactly that's, that's scary anyway uh, you can find out uh, the other 79 episodes we've done so far you can find out all the details about those by going to our website and if you want to talk to us about any of those come and find us on the socials Instagram Facebook and LinkedIn and until next week when we might sound more like human beings <laughs> and, and not have to close our mics every five minutes to cough um, say goodbye Claire okay guys <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs>
been listening to the big little business show with paul mumfords and claire horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via itunes spotify tune in and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on facebook too just search for big little business show